This podcast is designed to help you grow your business by shifting your mindset, making real money, and building an amazing community. All while living your dream life and avoiding burnout. Yes, you can have it all and help dogs and their people. Artlist.io. Hey there, it's Paula Nowak, your pet industry coach. And I thought I'd kick off our first podcast episode with a story that helps you get to know me and see my journey and see how it fits with your journey. Now, let me say, this might be a little long because the story has been over several years, about 12 years at this point in my career as a dog trainer and now a dog trainer in business. Now, when I first got started, I was just a dog lover. Like, maybe you were just a dog lover. I grew up with dogs. My very first dog was a buff cocker spaniel as a small kid, and we named her Buffy. I know that's completely obvious, right? A buff cocker named Buffy. But we had her, and she was amazing, and I still remember her to this day. She was an outside dog as many dogs are when we are kiddos and she lost her sight early on. And I still remember thinking about how amazing it was that she could figure out how to run up and down the fence and bark at people in the alley and never hit the fence at the corners. Like I knew at that age, elementary age kiddo, that dogs were pretty amazing and I've shared my life with many dogs throughout the years before I got into dog training, and I didn't know much. I didn't know that you could be a dog trainer, much less a business owner, when it came to sharing your life with animals. And uh, my grandma had, you know, dachshunds. My other grandma lived on a farm, so we got to know chickens and, you know, different animals. And then I got into having our own dogs as adults. And I honestly didn't have dogs until we moved to Georgia. Um, I got married to my husband uh, in Wisconsin, and we lived there for six years. And then we moved to Georgia, and the number one requirement in order to move into any of the apartments, because all the apartments we had in Wisconsin did not allow dogs. And if they did, it was really expensive to have a dog. You know, there's a huge pet deposit. And we found an apartment, and within a month of moving to Georgia and securing this apartment, we had our very first dog as adults. And that's pretty hilarious considering, you know, we weren't, we weren't little 20-year-olds at that point. And we had Frankie. We didn't know any better. We got him from a pet store, um, and he was not well-bred, but he was an amazing dog. And then a month and a half or so after we got Frankie, who was a puppy, who um, was a kind of a terrorist. He was a sold us as a rat terrier, but we might say he was not quite fully a rat terrier. Seemed more like a toy fox. And then we got Molly from a rat terrier rescue. And she was about a year old. And they were the best of friends. It was so good to have them together and um, see their relationship blossom. And we had them for about a year. And then we said, oh, we're going to get a house here in Georgia. We could afford it. 
And uh, when you get a house, you get more dogs, right? Isn't that what everybody does? So my husband and I decided we were going to go back and get a dog from rescue. It was more cost effective, we thought, and turned out okay with Molly. And so we went back to rescue. And like any good rescuer, uh, we got two puppies at the same time from the same litter uh, a year later after getting our very first dog as adults. Pretty crazy, but very true. And so we got these two dogs and we moved into our house and we both worked in corporate full time and we worked about 30 minutes from our home. And so these puppies kind of ate up our house. Um, again, we didn't know any better. We didn't know about containment and um, we definitely didn't know about training and behavior. And so we had these dogs, all four dogs, how we had them together and did not really screw them up. Who knows, right? How do we get along before we know the information we know? And maybe a year after we had them or a little bit more, I got into Rat Terrier Rescue. I really love dogs. I started doing some training from what I saw on TV, right or wrong, good or bad, uh, kind of a mix of two different training philosophies at the time based on who was on TV at the time. And we started bringing in rescue dogs and we would bring dogs in from shelters also rat terriers or rat terrier mixes and somehow we integrated them without huge drama there was always sometimes a little drama we adjusted our approach along the way and then we continued to bring in dogs probably one every few months as they would get adopted we'd get another one eventually I fostered a litter that was insanity but I really loved the aspect of helping dogs who were struggling. And a lot of times they came in and they were perfectly fine to me. I couldn't understand why they would be returned or put into the shelter. And I thought, well, these are great dogs. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. Maybe a little bit of training. They were young. And then I had my dog Curly, who was one of the two uh, dogs that we got at the same time. Totally don't recommend that, right? But Curly was my heart. He was my heart dog. And it's still not easy to talk about him because um, I lost him last year at the age of 16. But he was the dog that I just adored. We just got each other. You know, we just looked into each other's eyes and we just knew. And that feeling is just so powerful. And so I started thinking, well, maybe I want to uh, learn about training, but I don't know how to find anyone. I don't know how to, you know, navigate that world. And so what I did is I kind of looked around and, and, and didn't find anyone. And I went to a rat terrier jamboree. Yes, they have rat terrier jamborees. And I uh, learned a little bit about rally obedience with Curly. I lured him through the entire course, which is hilarious. And I thought, oh, this is fun. I want to do this. And I end up going to an event that was for rescues and some other um, businesses that were animal related. And lo and behold, I found a trainer. And the trainer had approached one of our foster dogs who we were squirting with water to get her to be quiet. And she just calmly started working this dog. And I thought, wow, that's that's really interesting how she's interacting with that dog. I want to learn more. And so I went to her booth and I, you know, 
snooped around, saw what was up. Um, and I thought the pricing was um, out of my budget, which was hilarious because it was $125 for six weeks of obedience training and then on to rally, which was really cost effective. But the only other training I had besides TV was one day going to a PetSmart class and it just wasn't the right fit for the dog I had at the time. It was Curly's sister who was more shy, more nervous, especially in a large environment like that. So I met Kathy Bruce, and she was my mentor. Um, I didn't know it then. I didn't know anything about dog training, but it just made sense. You know, her methods made sense, relationship-based, positive reinforcement. And so Curly and I started taking classes uh, around 2009, I believe. And we basically never stopped until he got older, and then other dogs, you know, took that role. But I started in obedience, and then we did rally, and then we did more rally. We did nose work when it came along to Georgia, and I was just hooked. Like, I just loved the feeling of connecting with Curly. And, you know, so many trainers, they get into dog training because they have a problem dog or they know someone who does, and Curly wasn't a problem dog. I mean, yes, he did naughty boy things, but he wasn't a problem dog. I just wanted to have a better relationship with him and, and do more with him and deepen that, you know, bond that we had. And so, you know, we did. We did all the things. You know, we, we traveled together. We went to competitions together. And um, it came time that Kathy and another trainer were going to offer a bit of a like, you know, do you want to be a dog trainer or, um, you know, figuring out how to learn more about dogs and dog behavior. And I thought, well, I want to learn more. And I would stay behind in classes to, um, you know, have additional conversations with Kathy and help clean up. And I, I was just hungry. I didn't know it, but I was hungry for knowledge. And then when she offered this program, I thought, well, this, I got to do it. I don't care how much it is. Uh, I had to ask for a special time off from work and work weird hours in order to make it possible based on the availability of when she was hosting it. And I just ate it up. I ate it up. They recommended certain books. I started getting the books. And then Kathy asked me a question about what were my intentions with that knowledge that I had consumed. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I didn't know. Like, I didn't think ahead. I just thought, wow, this is great. You know, I didn't even know you could learn this stuff. And here I am as being asked, what are your intentions with this information? And what she was really trying to say was, are you interested in being an apprentice? You know, are you interested in continuing this? She saw the hunger and the interest and she wanted to pursue that. And so I started an apprenticeship with Canine Country Academy back then. It was about six months before I started teaching, but I audited everything she taught. I read everything. I went to additional seminars. I went to the APDT conference when it was here in Georgia and I was just on fire. I just wanted to learn it all, all while still working a corporate job. I was an administrative assistant for uh, several years, and then I was the manager of the administrative assistants. And I really love teaching, and I really love people, but I even loved more so helping people with dogs. I liked both. You know, I don't want to just work with the dog. I don't necessarily just want to work with the person. I really want both. And so I just continued to take one step in front of the other and not knowing where it would lead going forward. 
So I started teaching puppy class and rally and then scent work and then snowballed into everything else as one does. And our company grew and we had more trainers, we had more services, and I took on more of a leadership role in helping run the business without actually knowing or it being formal in any way. And then a little over five years ago, uh, Kathy asked, you know, hey, I want to retire. I want to, you know, move on and do something else. And I was shocked. I, I couldn't imagine. What, what do you mean? And that's when everything changed and I had to shift gears. And she wanted to know if I wanted to buy and take over the company. And I loved this company. I loved the community. I loved our team. And I was terrified. How could I run a company? <laughs> I'm just a dog trainer. I'm just a simple person. I don't have a college degree. And I just said, I'll figure it out. And so for six months, I just, I was on a different apprentice program. Basically, I learned all I could about running a business. I looked into coaches. I looked into accounting and understanding how to, you know, take this thriving business and continue to let it thrive. At that point, it was already a six-figure business, and I felt really responsible for everyone in that time. I went to seminars like Tony Robbins and, you know, all these other like guru people, read lots of books like Profit First. And then October of that year, the business was mine. And it was my turn to take all that knowledge, all that experience and continue to grow it. And so five years ago, that's what I did. And uh, we survived the pandemic <laughs> and we got really nimble and we hired more people and we had our own apprentices and now, you know, we still have a six-figure, multiple six-figure business, um, and we continue to grow, and we continue to support our community, which I love that part of our community, um, and it's just been an interesting journey thus far. I continue to learn, and about four years ago, I said, you know what? More people need to know what I know when it comes to running a dog training business, and that is why I started my coaching business. And that's why you're listening to me today, because we've connected in some way in regards to business with dogs. And I thought, how can I help more people more than my coaching, more than my free Facebook group? And if you're not in it, be sure to look up Women Supporting Women in the Pet Industry on Facebook, and I'll let you in. Uh, there's over 550 people in the group now of this recording. And it's so amazing to get to take the knowledge that I've learned, whether it's book knowledge, you know, life knowledge, and help people with their mindset, because that's a huge piece of what I feel is my success in life and in business. And also all the many struggles that I've had that I work through and I've gotten support on through my financial coach. And I want to share that knowledge with other dog trainers to support them. And then, you know, really knowing and believing and living my dream life. I am sitting in my dream home that I thought wasn't possible three or four years ago. Um, we were denied being able to get a home loan uh, over three years ago. And now I'm sitting in this dream home. 
and it just boggles the mind. And I have an amazing relationship with my husband that has been a journey, and I'll share it on another episode too. It was good, and then it went to great about four years ago. So I want to be able to share, you know, who I am, but also who you all are along the way in this podcast, you know, in all the episodes, is to really share how you can grow your dog training business or start it if you're still in that phase where I started that I had no idea you could do it and you could make a good living. I am our the breadwinner now. I make the money for our family with my husband's support at home and in other ways. And I just want you to know that through my journey, it has not always been easy, but I'm so glad that I did it. And you do it even though you're scared, even though you don't know what to do you can do it. It's pretty crazy. So thank you for listening to my origin story, if you will. I would love to know if you want to have a conversation, you know, in the group, the Women Supporting Women, you know, where you've come from. And uh, stay tuned for more episodes because I want to connect with you in your ears while you're driving around supporting people in your community or running errands with your family. And, uh, It's been a cool ride. Let's continue it together.